This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. South Africa is considered to be a relatively religious country with a high proportion of the population describing themselves as Christians or adherents of another religion. What is apparent is that religion has little bearing on political affiliation. This is borne out by the fact that the religious-based parties do not garner significant support. So what then is the relationship between politics and religion? Who better to talk on this topic than Africa Mashope, who is a pastor and an author of three books and social commentator. Africa, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure, Sharice, to be with you, the listeners. Africa, tell me what is happening in terms of South Africa adherence to religion and the role that politics plays in how how religion shapes our politics, if at all. Yeah, well, you would think that um, that should have bearing on the fact that the country is considered to be, um, let's use the, the Christian faith as an example, considered to be over 70% Christian. You would think that that would then bear on what the pe- people, the choices that they make politically. But as you've mentioned in your opening address that, um, the religious-based parties don't get a lot of support. So I think that religion in South Africa, perhaps much of what we think is a religious country is more nominal religion um, and flirting with religion, but not real commitment. So I consider that the real penetration of real committed people in religion, um, I know that in the Christian faith, for instance, that um, the numbers are backed up because of considering everybody else who ticks Christian in their demographic, demogra- when demographers are coming along with forms, they tick Christian because they're not Muslim. They tick Christian because they're not Jewish. So it's not that. So, and then people go to church. Some of them, they even go to church maybe twice a year during Christmas and Easter. So I think that's what bulks up the numbers. And even for those who are, would think are more committed, I think there's still a level of dualistic and dichotomy, um, a lifestyle where religion is a one compartment, uh, it, it exists for one part of life, and then social life exists for another part of life. And so people have not seen how to marry the two together um, to have one life and having your Christian values feed into your social life. Yet religion plays such an important part, and I think um, during the COVID-19 pandemic when it was at its peak, our president yeah. met with all religious leaders and yeah. um, based on that, uh, places of worship were opened for many yeah. a little bit prematurely, which shows yeah. that religion has an important impact on politics. But even then, you notice there is that the easing of restrictions on religion took longer than any other sector in society. There was considered pressure from religious society because they were not considered to be the critical element in terms of uh, bringing income. So, yes, he met with them. But it's because of their insistence on meeting with him. It's not his own initiative. There was no sense of this as a prior. Yes, he made public statements to that effect, but because I know that the intricacies that are happening in the background, I know that religion is not considered to be a priority. But yes, however, the strange thing about it is that in the formation of the political party like the ANC in 1912, religion played a very big role. Uh, the founders of the, of the ANC and those who were the forerunners of the ANC uh, were very much religious people or were motivated by it. I remember those days in the 80s, there will be this metaphor used between South Africa and Israel in Egypt. Uh, the 430 years each Israel had in Egypt and the 400-something years of South Africa under colonization, this metaphor was used 
that we are now coming out of slavery. So there's always a reference to biblical narrative in terms of deliverance from slavery. And so religion played a role. I mean, lots of uh, clergymen like Desmond Tutu, Beas Nodia, um, and others uh, were involved in the struggle one way or the other, um, even though those elements of the church that rationalized apartheid. And so um, so it, it, there was a foundation of religion and a respect for for it, and uh, but I think as time went on, uh, with the constitution of a country um, and with the movement of time, I think Christians, uh, say religious people themselves, were the ones who actually were fought, not only politicians, for abdicating their responsibility to participate in social issues. So I wouldn't blame political parties only. I would say open religious leaders, uh, in the advent of democracy, they thought we don't need to participate anymore. We're now free. We can just go back to our mosques and temples and churches, leave our politicians to do what they they know best, and we don't have to be participating there. But we see now during the pandemic, there's no such a thing as a, a politics and religion being separate because people are affected and they die and they need help in terms of religious leaders. So, I mean, I think now of a pastor who once showed me a picture of himself with, and this was before an election, the EFF. Yeah the ANC, um, and suddenly he was saying just before election time, and, and certainly within the Jewish community, we are also courted, um, the religions are courted by political parties. So yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes either yes. important or a football or whatever it is, um, yeah. which shows that there is some kind of identity taking place yeah. in terms of politics and religion. I mean, there's no politicians worth his salt would, 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 would ignore the importance of religious societies during elections. Because as, as we have already discussed, regardless of the level of commitment, South Africans are still, they still are involved in some form of religion or the other in their big numbers. The levels of commitment might differ, but you ignore religion at your peril if you're in politics. Because I mean, I mean, look at for instance, I mean, there's, there's churches, for instance, here in South Africa, like the ZCC and all that with millions of members. And no, no politician I know has not gone to ZCC in one way or the other. Uh, just previously, I'm going for greeting to greet the leader. And of course, I mean, it's not just greeting. It's like, I like, I'll, I'll, I cover your prayers or your endorsement. And, and so I think every political party would gladly visit any religious uh, grouping, even if he doesn't believe in what they teach. He would gladly come to a mosque or to a synagogue or to a church and receive prayer just as long as he could get some votes out of that. Uh, so politicians are very savvy. Africa, you spoke a little bit earlier, and I know you've written extensively on this on the relationship between traditional African belief and Christian religion. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. So African traditional beliefs are based on African traditional religion. And so this is an independent religion that predates Christianity. So for we, we know that African continent, like every other place on earth, has its indigenous ethnic religious systems. So the idea of God existed in one form or the other. So there was a form of monotheistic belief, a belief in one God. But the identity of this God obviously changed, was different from, different from one group or another. Though Africa continent um, has over 3,000 tribes, it's the most ethnically diverse place on earth. It's not homogeneous, but there is an overarching view and, and in terms of the practice of religion. At the center of it is the idea of narration of ancestors, that one there's a belief in God or in a deity, but often this deity is transcendent and inaccessible. Um, an absentee deity who must be uh, reached to, through some mediation of one form or the other. 
So ancestors therefore play that role of mediating between God and people. It's a, it's a belief system of African traditional religion. And therefore, I find it quite curious for Christians to carry that over into their faith. And then I always have to point out that this is what, to become a Christian means conversion. And you can only convert from something to something. And therefore, you cannot uh, continue with the basic elements of your previous religion in this new religion, because then you practice in syncretism, a mixture of two religions. And at the basic level of Christianity is the idea of mediation as well. And in Christian faith, in First Timothy 2 verse 5, it says there is one God, and there's one mediator between God and man. It's the man Christ Jesus. So, so Christian, Christianity points to a individual as a mediator, while African religion points to a number of people who are dead as mediators. That's a direct conflict right there, right? So, therefore, I think, um, I think many Christians don't see this, this thing of syncretism. They, they often think that it's an attack against their indigenous beliefs. Whereas you're pointing to them that you are now a Christian by your own conversion. Nobody forced you by your own conversion. You say you are a Christian. This is what therefore it means to be a Christian. And similarly, when I explain to them other religions as well, I, I would, I would show them that this is what Islam people believe. This is what Jewish people believe. This is what Christian, this is why these belief systems of beliefs are one, um, completely independent of each other. They differ in this aspect. They are, they are the same in the idea of, of a monotheistic belief in one God. They, they are, they are the same only on that aspect. Below that, they are not, they're not the same. Um, they, so they agree on this one element. They're all Judeo, um, sorry, they are all Abrahamic faiths. So they all believe in this Yahweh, this God appeared to Abraham, though they give different derivatives, different names, but they, but beyond that, there is no agreement. So the similar, I said to them, you cannot be a Christian and a Muslim. Similarly, you cannot be a Christian and African religion follower. You have to do one or the other. You can't do both. South Africa is such a diverse country and um, within the religions, there's so many different aspects to it and discussions that aren't often had. There's a controversy surrounding it. And then when there's the controversy, it's so heated. The discussions are so heated. So there's yeah. never really an opportunity to kind of talk nicely about these different things and explain nicely. But I appreciate yeah. you taking the time now. Um, I know that you and I are going to have many conversations over lots of different topics regarding Judaism, Israel, Christianity, etc. So I thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Iris. Thank you very much. That was Africa Mshlope, who is a pastor, author of three books, and a social commentator.